Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host Tom Gerrard. Uh, today I have a bit of a different style episode. Um, I'm sitting down with Callum Preston and we're discussing uh, a joint exhibition we're having up in, uh, in Benalla. Mm, yes, welcome to Bench Talk. I'm Callum Preston, your co-host <laughs> for today. Yeah. Reverse interviewing Tom, I suppose, and yeah. myself. It's just a promotional chat together almost, right? Yeah, I guess so. Let, let people know what we're up to. Yeah, we both have shows in the Benalla Gallery, um, in two different galleries within the, the one gallery. Yeah. And um, the exhibition opens on uh, Friday, March 9th at 6pm, and both shows run until April 15th. So if you make it to Benalla in between those dates, it'll be uh, really good to have you see the shows. Yeah, the gallery's closed on Tuesdays too, people should know. Oh, Just okay. in case they're making a special early week trip. Closed Tuesdays, but the cafe there is amazing as well <laughs> it's a long way to go to, to see a closed gallery though. yeah definitely <laughs> um for those of you who don't know about Benalla, it's a great little country town in uh in victoria um two and a half hours outside of melbourne and uh they've got a really good art gallery out there and um they also have a wall-to-wall festival on the same weekend that we're opening our exhibitions yeah yeah the gallery's amazing right there right on the water and it's beautiful. The first time I saw it, I'd seen photos of the inside of the gallery and I got there and was like, this is amazing. Outside, it's on this pristine river and it's beautiful open grounds around it. So, uh, yeah, when I was given the opportunity to potentially show there, I was super excited. And of course, the Wall to Wall Festival that happens on the same weekend is such a good opportunity. So many people in town last year was crazy. They'd sold out of pies at the bakery when I went <laughs> to town. Yeah, it's a really unique uh, opportunity because... I, like it feels like it's a step closer to exhibiting somewhere like the National Gallery or yeah. so, something along those lines because it's both of our exhibitions are, are not for sale. Yes. Um, they're just display exhibitions. Yeah, art for art's sake at this point, which is, it's awesome to be able to do something that's can stay up for a while, has lots of opportunity for people to go and see it. You know, the, the shows are open for nearly five weeks uh, and it's a great excuse to get out of town and you know visit a visit a different area that you haven't been if you're from melbourne or if you're from regional to be able to get in there so yeah it's been really exciting to plan it all out yeah and to show together as well i don't know how many opportunities we would get to just have a show right next to each other in the same building um you know a lot of these galleries that we sort of show in a smaller shows that you could really only fill with one person or, or a group show yeah so i'm excited yeah same and um, this time last year, they had uh, the um, had Ronan Adnate in the main gallery. Yeah. And well, then then they had um, Sydney Nolan in the gallery I'm going to be in. Yeah. And uh, the other gallery they had Brett Whiteley. Yeah. So just uh, a small lineup. I know, I know. So to to replace that lineup for yeah. 2018 is um is a real honour. Ah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I I think that it's a real great opportunity for people who are from the town to kind of see some interesting new artists who are coming up yourself and myself obviously haven't shown in that sort of setting before so i am excited to see what you do uh you've already seen what i'm i've done but i am expanding on that idea as well so Mm. yeah yeah so you you'll be um exhibiting your milk bar Yes. Like, can you tell me about the Milk Bar exhibit? Yep. So the Milk Bar is is what I'm showing, and I showed it in December of 2017, uh, and now we are relaunching it in Benalla. So basically when I was 12 years old, I worked in a Milk Bar. I used to stock the fridge, and 
I've always had this idea of, for some reason, I just keep getting drawn back to it. I guess you romanticize, you know, things from your childhood or whatever. It was probably a really crap job, but in my head, I was like, that was so cool to work in the milk bar. And, uh, you know, it was back in the time when the school holidays seemed like five months worth, you know, but it was only six weeks or whatever. But so I built a working replica of that milk bar pretty much to scale. Um, and it's a freestanding building with uh, a veranda, an overhanging veranda and flickering light bulbs and windows and sign written, sign painted signs everywhere. And then inside that space is uh, just shy of 500 individual wooden pieces, which make up all the products that you would find in a milk bar of that era. So 1996, 97, uh, chocolate bars, cigarettes, um, soft drink, ice creams, chips. So it's, it's all there and it's all displayed like a working shop. So it's sort of a, it's like a weird time capsule dream sequence. I kind of describe it as when you step into it, it's, if you squint at the room, it feels like a completely real milk bar, but on closer inspection, it's obviously all handmade and a little bit imperfect, which is what's perfect about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like where'd the idea come from? Um, well, a few years before that, I had done a show based around Back to the Future, which we talked about on the podcast, or perhaps were we was I leading up to it at that no, point? No, no, you'd had it. I'd done yeah. it, yeah. So that was sort of my first exploration in doing larger scale woodwork as, as art, I suppose. I'm, I'm not necessarily a woodworker, but uh, I love working with it. So I just kind of had this thought about making some wooden objects that I could hand paint and have them be sort of uh, imperfect replicas of that. Um, you know, so it's basically, uh, there's a, a term called bricolage, which is, uh, it's a lo-fi replica of an object made from available materials. So, uh, you know, I'm, I don't work in marble or stone or gold, but plywood is, you know, very accessible and paint and poskas and textures. So, I sort of took on this this idea of making this food and once I made a few things I kind of thought displaying these as a few odd pieces is interesting but building a whole shop full is you know a 360 experience so I figured if it was worth doing it was worth overdoing so I went all in <laughs> yeah yeah like the attention to detail and like like just all the items you had and even the signage that you would have in the um in the milk bar yeah know, back in those days was was amazing like did you make a, a list of everything you're gonna yeah. include yeah yeah i made a list and on the list was included you know there was obviously the brand names and product names but then there's also the that the feelings that i wanted to put out there so it's you know it's having music playing from that sort of era and it's having uh an old tv playing the test cricket and i wanted it to feel like a milk bar that is real so i want it to feel worn in you know where the the person behind the counter sits they generally sit there with one elbow on the desk kind of watching the tv or listening to the radio because it was they weren't scrolling a phone back then there was no laptop at the at the counter or an ipad so you know there's little notes on the wall with um you know people that owe money and people that are on credit and you know the phone number for the plumber and the phone number for the the newspaper delivery boy and that sort of stuff so yeah um the, the little details, I think, is what really makes it. One of the hardest things was finding the um, the vinyl door flaps that you walk through. It's these sort of colored vinyl things, which are such a classic Australian 
milk bar or fish and chip shop element. And uh, they end up being really expensive and hard to find because, you know, they're still around, but everyone's trying to make better versions of that. So there's sort of clear ones or these different systems. So I was calling these places going, no, I want the crap colored ones from the 80s. And they're like, we don't really make those anymore. I'm like, damn it. It needs to be. So when I found them, I jumped on it. But yeah, um, yeah, I feel like you're a bit transported when you walk through that door into this sort of other world, which is really cool. Yeah, I completely agree. And like one of the things that got me, I really liked how the test cricket was playing on the TV. (laughs) Yeah. And um, the fact that there was like advertisements for cigarettes everywhere, because you just don't get that in this day and age. And, um, but also I really liked the, how behind the back wall of the milk bar, like outside was all yeah. like had graffiti and stuff on it. Yeah. Metallica so the, the whole building is, is, you know, you can walk around the whole space. So the milk bar where I worked is where next to that was a park bench and that's where we all hung out, um, after school or whatever. So invariably the side and the back of the milk bar ended up with different primal scratchings of, um, different spray paint down to like, you know, people with their gray lead pencil out of their school bag or whatever so you know it's uh i feel that it's a funny thing i was talking to someone about i feel like every high school has a pole or something where everyone puts their apple stickers one day someone just peels a sticker off their apple and puts it on the side of a portable classroom and those things grow it's like ivy it sort of just happens so you end up with on a on a building like that where we all hung out every day um there's just these sort of markings on it that are signs of life that people just sort of congregate there so i wanted to try to replicate that i actually busted you tagging on the back wall right <laughs> yeah and <sorry>. what, <laughs> no it was perfect so i i i built a base for that sort of back area and, and did a bunch of stuff from memory from that time and then i hit up a few guys that i grew up with who are now you know got kids and real jobs and lives and stuff and i said do you remember the tags we used to do when we were 13 and he's like yeah so a couple of them came by the studio and like oh it's been a while since i've done this and added that to it and um then as the show went on different friends who came through i had them add stuff to it um and so a few things appeared uh that i knew about a few things appeared that i didn't know about but that's perfect that's all part of it yeah as long as people aren't tagging over the front of my whole shop oh, i'm no, pretty good no. so. i just wanted to um be part of it yeah know, i saw all that and it's like oh look, look at every you know there was a lot of names on there I knew was, as well it was like, perfect oh, yeah gotta get it gotta get involved. and it was perfect to walk out the back and you you had a, a reaction like the shopkeeper had just you were like oh <laughs> Uh, it was a, 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 we took a beat where we both kind of were like, whoop, and then we just laughed about it. Yeah. It was great. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it take you to produce um, the milk bar from, from the initial idea to the exhibition? Uh, so the idea's been in my mind probably for a couple of years. Um, but I sort of started, I booked the gallery for the end of the year at the start of last year knowing that you know okay this gives me 12 months and every day that ticked by i'd think okay i have one less day to sort of work on this so um i sort of started chipping away at it six months out and um started i started with the magazines which is a a big part of the show and a part that a lot of people really get into and i'm glad i did because they are the most detailed sort of element of the show and i don't know if by the end i would have had the the power left in me to finish you know there's 24 25 magazines in there and each one is like quite a piece on its own. So, um, yeah, it's funny the things that take more time and it's sort of, it's surprising uh, how much time can go into, you going to go, oh yeah, it's just a pack of chips, but like each one does take a lot of time. So uh, yeah, I chipped away at it over, over six months and then the last sort of few months leading into it was 
pretty full time on it. I sort of ditched all my other commitments and just, yeah, went into it. Once I started seeing it, seeing groups of things coming together in the studio, I had them all over the studio. All the guys in the studio were awesome about me just having fake food everywhere. But once I started seeing them in these little groups, it got me really excited to see them all together. You know, I knew that it would be a powerful kind of effect. So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's um, like working on small objects, like mm-hmm. paint, like small paintings. Yep. Is sometimes more consume, time consuming than working on a big one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I was changing color every other minute, like, because there's so many colors in all these products as well. So I could never like go, all right, oh, time to put all these away. I'm moving on to the next thing. Like I just had all my paint out, all my brushes, all my tools in general because there was always, I would always go back and have to redo something or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome when I was really in the swing of it. Uh, people were coming through. I must've looked like some sort of mad scientist just in my little hovel surrounded by all this wood being like, I'm going to draw food on all of these. And they're like, all right, man, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did it feel having, um, the whole show bought uh, by the art collector, Sandry? Uh, so that was amazing. It was totally not my, uh, intention, well, not my intention, but my, I never had it in my mind that that was even a possibility. I built the show in a way that I could, um, basically sell it off as individual pieces in order to pay back the money and time that I spent on it. Uh, so, you know, I was just hoping that I could open this show full of stuff and then people would come in and they go, Oh, I really like those passiona cans i'm going to buy one so they take one off the shelf and buy it but it's a bit of a flawed logic because then the milk bar ends up empty by the end of the show of all these pieces i've made and so the people who see it later on see you know an empty shop looks like it's going out of business so i'm glad it didn't end up down that path because uh sandrew were able to you know have a bit of vision for what the project was going to be without even seeing it you know completely standing as its own they saw a bunch of the works but uh, yeah, they contacted me and, and said, you know, we just feel that it, it, it's so much stronger as one piece. And it's also, this is that first sort of attempt at it. It should all live together forever and remain as one collective work, uh, rather than me say selling them all off and then doing another set in another year or whatever. So, um, yeah, we were able to, to work that out. And then it's been amazing cause they're just such great, uh, great minds in kind of conceiving what's possible with something like this. So I, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, I build a bunch of food and I'll, I'll sell it and then I'll have the milk bar itself and I'm not quite sure what I'll do with it. But, you know, they've got this vision to really get it out there and have more people see it, which is really all I really want is more people to be able to enjoy it. So, um, yeah, Benella is the first stop and, you know, there's plans from here to, to just keep on going and, and uh, hopefully send it all the way around Australia eventually and, it, it, it relates wherever you are because everyone's has that experience uh, as a kid. So, yeah, I'm really, really thankful to them. Um, and I've never really had a work acquired as such, you know, like I've, I've sold some paintings here and there, but it felt like a kind of big career tick for me, to be honest. It's yeah. not, you know, um, I do a lot of different things and that's sort of, I guess, the, the joke about me is that I kind of just do it. I'm always doing something different. So... To have my project, which was purely a you know a self um, a self launched art for art's sake kind of project, be recognised in that way is really cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Like I, I can 
I totally see the benefit of purchasing it as a whole and like keeping it together because it means yeah. that it allows for this exhibition we're having in um, exactly in uh, March 9th. Yes, March 9th. Yeah, but at the same time, I know there was a lot of uh, broken hearts out there for people wanting to pick up a, yeah. a, a piece of nostalgia. Yeah, I had to have a few awkward conversations yeah. at the at the show because I, I it only happened you know a few days before it actually opened, so I announced it on online and stuff, but. You know, not everyone sees everything, so people kind of rocked up ready to buy a pack of twisties, and I had to be like, "Sorry, it's all gone." And they'd go, "Who took it?" And I'd be like, "Those people over there." You can go talk to them. But yeah, it's uh, in general, everyone was super understanding that it's like for the greater good. It just means more people can see it. Yeah, is, and as you yeah. said, it's it's more powerful as a set. Yeah, it's like Voltron. Yeah, yeah it's it's one, exactly yeah, one, one leg. No, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's all together now, forever, and it all just it can uh, it can be set up in so many different places. Like it packs down quite small it, logistically. It was um, I built it with that intention, not because I thought maybe someone will want to buy this and travel it, but I had to get it from my studio to the gallery, so I had to build it in a way that it could be transported. So, um, luckily, I have over the years had some experience in doing that kind of stuff so it's built in a similar way to how they build tv sets so it's quite lightweight but quite durable and um yeah i've sort of have a bit of an obsession with spaces within a space um i mean this the the studio that we're in right now here at the arts hall is kind of a good example especially in the other area where everyone has their sort of little corner and that space sort of becomes them in a way and it's Mm. happened at our studio at everfresh as well like you especially in my space obviously i have a little house in there that i've built but the idea of this milk bar being a shop inside this beautiful big gallery room with all this professional lighting and it's going to be really cool to see it stand alone where it was showed the first time at the ruka gallery is an awesome space but it's quite small for what i built and i really i really uh, ate a lot of the space in there with it so Mm. i'm excited to see it in a spot where everyone can walk around and get get back far enough to really take it all in yeah um like guess getting back to the individual objects in there mm. like i personally had my eye on two things and i i oh, yeah. would have sold out beforehand anyway yeah, right. I, no, I didn't get to the opening i saw it a couple of days later but i really liked the um the thrasher magazine yeah yeah and i also um i was after a packet of uh, peter jackson's yeah the cigarettes were really <laughs> popular and it's 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 really weird because a lot of people were like oh, i'd forgotten what my brand even looks like you know or like oh my auntie used to smoke those or whatever like mm. it it's been a long time it was 1996 when they brought in um you know tougher laws and that's when they stopped sponsoring the cricket and so it was right at the period that i am building this milk bar in memory of that all of that changed so it's been you know a long time over 20 years that we've slowly seen the decline of that which is awesome don't get me wrong i'm not trying to campaign to bring it back but it does set off something in your brain that you kind of a bit transported to the time Mm. when there was you know all the race cars and cricket and billboards and stuff were for cigarettes it's kind of it's and you used to be able to smoke inside which is still insane to me but yeah um i I flew overseas when i was 10 and people you could sit in the smoking section of the plane like we're all in the same tube here what's going on yeah, you know where uh, you know when you're on an old aeroplane when there's an ashtray in the yeah. armrest. Yeah, it's not a good sign, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. So, seeing that the um, you know all your work's done, have, like is it is it an easy ride for you, or are you adding uh, to the bar at all? No, or? I I totally am. So, I it's obviously a much bigger space this time to show the milk bar in, and I really I really want to 
explore like growing that sort of the little scene which is this shop because you know those shops were always in a, a strip of shops the milk bar would usually be next to a video shop or a fish and chip shop or whatever so uh i'm not building four more shops or anything but uh i'm building some stuff to come out the front so things like a phone box and a, a post box and i want to just have a, a little bit of a you know it's that when you walk into this gallery i want you to sort of see this little scene so um, I've got more stuff to build there and then um, working towards some workshop stuff that's going on with some schools from the area as well. Uh, and then I'm also painting on the walls of the gallery itself uh, just to kind of, to really bring this whole sort of project together and tie it in. So it's going to be, uh, yeah, if you saw it before in Melbourne, this is going to be a very, very different experience of the Milk Bar, which is really cool. and. There'll still be lollies, so that's what's that's the the real important part. There'll be lollies, and there'll be crappy '90s music, and there'll be Test cricket. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a couple of big bosses while I was in yeah. there, and man, I forgot how sugary those things were. Oh man, I was okay. powered by big bosses for that whole week. It was pretty full on. Um, and then also, obviously, along with yours, working on some new stuff for the gift shop at the gallery as well. Um, hoping to do a new screen print release that sort of an extension of the print that was available at my last show, which was, uh, it was described as post-Boganism. Andy Warhol meets Andy Warhol through the lens of Home and Away, sort of that Australiana pop art kind of thing, which I, I really love the way it came out. It was printed by Danger Fork, who absolutely killed it. So I'm working with them on a, a second print, which is different products, a similar kind of layout, but an updated version. So... If you got the one in Melbourne, you might want to make the trip up there to get the second one. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so that's my show in the in the gallery there. But um, tell me more about what you have planned for your, your show. Um, well, I've got a new body of work that I'm showing. Yeah, it's called uh, Dead Set Legends, an anthology of individuals. Nice. Um, it's such a perfect name for, you know, when I look at these, the faces that you do, Dead Set Legends is... is classic <laughs> yeah well, i want it to be more um australian based because like a lot of them have come derived from people i've seen in like south america and india and places oh, okay. like that but i'm sort of focusing on um more of an australian style yeah and um and being that it's in uh you know rural victoria i thought it a bit a bit more apt yeah. as well really exploring the the australian uh facial hair and male pattern baldness kind of deal yeah some of the yeah some of these guys look like guys that would probably work in the milk bar where that i've built as well exactly big big norm <laughs> behind the county you know yeah well maybe they're in there well it will be next door maybe it's a fish and chip shop guy yeah 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 definitely <laughs> um so so the show uh is it works on canvas or sculptural stuff or is it a mix well everything's um uh made handmade on wood like either wood panels or wooden sculptures awesome um like lucky for me I've, I've just moved into a larger studio so I've got a bit more room to play with and um, you know just downstairs from me you've probably heard with all the power tools there's a, um, <laughs> yeah. a f furniture maker and yep. he's uh, helping me make all the um, he helps me make all my wooden pieces and he also makes um, really good boards and frames and I've used him cool. in the past for previous exhibitions as well yep. and um, yeah so I'm working with him to make a whole like I'm, I'm making some smaller heads which uh, wooden heads which I've uh, displayed before but they're a new set and we've actually like we've really updated the the craftsmanship on them as well yeah more uh, lightweight and, and even right. better built and um 
I'm also making some giant versions of them. Cool. And uh, I've got some wooden panels as well that I've, I've painted on some um, big square, like 120 by 120 yeah. uh, wooden panels. And also I'm going to be painting onto the walls in there. So it's cool. like in, in the past I've, you know, worked with two different styles, but with this, I'm just, I'm focusing just mainly on my characters and, yeah. um, and I'm leaving all the architectural stuff aside. And I think it'd be a much stronger show just... Just yeah. sticking to one subject. And I, I, it's actually really cool. I, I hadn't really thought about it, but what you're doing for the show and what I'm doing for the show is actually, there's a lot of parallels, you know, like we're both working in timber. Um, there's there's definitely, we're both using sort of repetition and, and having things on mass. It's sort of that impact of the overload of having so many little details to study, like mm. the canvases that you're doing with, multiple heads it's you know each one has their own little kind of personality so it's a a really cool exploration of that yeah it's awesome and everything's um handmade as well yeah so like well it, yeah exactly and, and like with, with all the sculptures i'm making it's not just like one form and i'm just painting in different colors they're mm. all they're all individual they're all handmade yeah and um no two the same no exactly well exactly. i guess with and especially with the way that you do these characters and i've watched you do them you know Although you do similar characters at times, or you probably have go-tos, they're never the same because it's completely freestyled. So the mm. you know the roundness of a head or the uh, the bushiness of a mustache is all dependent on how heavy your hand is, I guess, that day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so this um the Dead Set Legends show, uh, what do you kind of feel is um, if you had to describe it to someone who had never seen your work before? Uh, I'm sure you do this occasionally where someone goes, what sort of art do you do? How do you describe um, this sort of portraiture that you're doing? Uh, like they're flat graphical characters. Yeah. And they're, um, you know, they're derived of, uh, from people who have interesting, like, facial hair features. And, yeah. and like, you know, I really like the, the double chin and, mm. you know, uh, like receding hairline. And I, you, look, you look at people who... Are stuck in a time warp, I guess, as yeah. well. Yeah, and they they don't look. They could be a dude that's out in the street right now, but it could be from a photo of 1971. Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, you, you know, I really like the fact that they're that these type of characters. They're not because um, I've seen all of them in the street. That's where they come yeah. from. I've yeah. I've actually seen them and gone, wow, look at that guy, and yeah. just sort of take note in my head, <laughs> and then um and then draw it when I, I next get the opportunity. But I, I really like the fact where you can you can put them in any like decade from the fifties up until now. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and they fit in totally. And, and the funny thing is, is they, you couldn't imagine them on social media or, or trying to, you know, looking through GQ magazine, trying to yeah, nail right. the, the latest look or anything like yeah. that. They're, they're really happy with who they are. They fu- they found their style. God knows when. And they're like, this is me. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And it's, and it's sort of like, That's my customer base in the milk bar. It's yeah. The, it's the, that dude. Yeah. They're proud in. of who they are. They're, you know, but I, I know that if if I tried to sort of dress like one of them or, or look like that, it would be too forced. Yeah, or if you see yeah. like a someone who's twenty five years old trying to sort of nail that look, it's yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm actually just a hipster in disguise. Yeah. Whereas these these people are authentic. These guys are yeah. They, they know who they are, and they're someone, not. Um, they're not. They don't care about fashion and and um, social trends. And someone told me that once. I used to have long hair when I had more hair. I had long hair and. I was talking to someone and uh, they said, you don't mean it. And I was like, what do you mean I don't mean it? And they said, see that guy? And he pointed to like an old dude who's had 
long hair for his entire life and he's wearing, you know, the faded old Metallica tour shirt from whatever and like he lives that like that's him. It's not you know, there's I um you can grow a mustache and a mullet now and, and actually be considered cool. But like these dudes aren't trying to be cool. It's just like it's who they are. And I feel that, you know, it's such a what I've done is like very literal Australiana, but these these characters that you're creating is is like a a almost a truer form of Australiana. It's just that sort of that mixed bag of, of dads and uncles and neighbors that you kind of roll through in your mind when you look at these faces. I think it's really, really, really fun and really cool. Mm. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, it's funny. I was at the traffic lights this morning, just on my bike riding to the studio. And there was this guy that looked like one of my characters yeah. and standing right next to him. They weren't together or anything was a young hipster yeah. and he had, he had his hair grown long, yeah. but he just chopped his fringe like a box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he, but this guy, the older guy was authentic. <laughs> yeah. And this young guy was just like, just, just riding <laughs> he was the, trends. He was the yeah. Aldi brand, the off, the off brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just funny. It was just like, Oh, look at that. You know? Yeah. And I love, I love the, uh, the idea that, you know, you're turning this like very honest, simple kind of people that you're, you know, recreating your mind into artwork that's being shown in, you know, like a prestigious gallery. Mm. It's this sort of, I think both of our shows is taking these very normal everyday suburban type objects and putting them into an artwork setting in a gallery is, is like a really interesting and fun way to mm. do it. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's a real honor for me to be taken serious painting in this style because, yeah. you know, when I first started doing it, I, I did it for myself. I, I, most of like, you know, the first thousands of them I ever painted were all on the streets. Yeah. And, um, you know, people were like, oh, they're funny. Oh, they're cool or whatever. But then as I started to do them more in the gallery space, yeah, I was thinking, oh, people just, because how flat they are and they're, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in painting photorealism or anything like that. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're quite graphical and flat. And I thought, and some people say, oh, they're, you know, my five-year-old kid could do that or whatever. Yeah. But I, I just love to paint this way. And mm. now that pe- like I'm getting a sort of nod of approval for you know, an opportunity to show in some serious galleries yeah. and painting in this style is a, it's a real, um, yeah, it's a real big moment for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, you know, although the, for you, the subject matter is fun. It doesn't mean it's not serious. No. Like it's, you know, man, I, I, I stay awake at night thinking about art and paintings yeah. and thinking about that you know, guy at the traffic lights. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's funny, it's, it's stressful. Like at times, um, creating a body of work. Yeah, and definitely. I, yeah, I think that's a, a misconception with, um, you know, these kind of things like that they can just be punched out. Like I draw a bunch of faces on that. It's yeah. like there is, there's process and thought to it. And I've, I've watched you paint them, you know, on walls and on canvas. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really cool to see them displayed in, in such a big space with, you know, the, the professionalism of it all is going to be a really nice contrast. And it's going to be awesome for people to come and see two shows that are inherently really fun and a really good matching but also um you know being seen in a serious environment so they're yeah. taken seriously yeah it's really um interesting creating a body of work that isn't necessarily for sale yeah because neither neither of our shows are actually for sale which is yeah. I, I, re- I really quite like that it, it sort of changes i think the way people view things as well because mm. they're not looking at them and comparing it to a, a set price that is listed below or something they sort of they just observe the work for what it is. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. 
But um, we are creating a few things that are for sale. We're, we're going to be yeah. in a gift shop, first time ever. Get a gift shop. Exit, uh, exit through the gift shop, please. Yeah, yeah it's going to be good. We've yeah. um, got some uh, stubby holders we're making. Yeah. Some uh, collaborating on some tea towels as well. Yeah, we're going to bring that Australiana down to its primal core, which is the tea towel, the classic Australian, I don't know, collector's item. My nana had one from like Tasmania. I can remember a few funny ones kicking around, but... So yeah, you and I are gonna, our, our your characters and my objects are gonna share the the hallowed canvas of a tea towel, um, and then I, we're both doing some um, some limited edition sculptural pieces that'll be for sale, and they're like a more higher end kind of art item in the in the gallery uh, in the gift shop. Sorry, so that's really cool. Um, and then the gallery itself, the the gift shop there is awesome. There's heaps of really cool stuff from artists and just interesting sort of thing so if you're looking for a special gift for someone you might find something Mm. um and then uh it's also obviously the show opens on the weekend of wall to wall which is a massive weekend for the whole town um i've been the last couple of years and it's just yeah it's incredible how many how many people come along to check it out and also all the artists that that head up there so um the great thing about it now is that if, if it's your first time going there's all the previous year's murals throughout the town to view as well and um they provide maps to all that sort of stuff there it's all within walking distance and right next to the gallery so it's a good to start or finish your day at the gallery and just kind of wander through the town yeah so and you and i are both painting in the town as well on the weekend exactly we're gonna, we're gonna be very busy out there yeah know. well we're, and and we're gonna be we're shacking up together in a few days leading up to the show in town to sort of set our shows up which would be cool yeah I'm I'm aiming for us to become you know locals. Just I want the guy at the fish and chip shop to know our name. Yeah, he'll probably look like one of your characters. Hopefully, <laughs> I might have to do a portrait of him. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, yeah. But we'll also be in the the gallery space from three p.m. on um on both Saturday, the Saturday the tenth and Sunday the eleventh. Yes. Like um conducting artist talks. Yep. Yep. There's going to be um, and I mean I I'm sure as much as you as well when I'm not painting I'm going to be floating around the gallery anyway because I really enjoy talking to people about the work and and also generally about their experiences with milk bars and stuff it seems to really bring it out of people they yeah. want to they want to talk about and it's a universal sort of experience I think mm. it is good fun sitting in your own show yeah well yeah we both did it at the Ruka shows that we've had and mm. it's yeah I mean why I spend all this, <clears throat> I spend all this time working on these things. Mm. I don't really feel the need to hide away and just let people look at them without any kind of discussion. So, yeah. so um, as I said before, Benalla is about two and a half hours outside of Melbourne. And um, like if you are planning on going up for the weekend, you might want to book accommodation because it will all get booked up. Like yeah, in definitely. previous years, uh, the whole town's been sold out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our exhibitions are both opening on Friday, March 9th at 6 p.m. And uh, they run through till April 15th. And if you want to find out more, you can go to vanillaartgallery.com.au. And if you want to find out more about the Wall to Wall Festival, go to walltowallfestival.com. Um, yeah. Yeah, anything else to add? Uh, no, just that, you know, we'll both be there over that opening weekend. So it's, uh, if anyone comes along, come and say hello. And if you listen to this particular message, come and say, I listened to the podcast that you did. Yeah. <laughs> and we can say okay yeah we thank look, you we look forward to meeting a, a lot of you yeah definitely thanks tom no worries thanks Colin. cheers okay